Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Just Another Geek Podcast. I am with my co-host, Brain Freezing. Hello, everyone. And as usual, I am Star.dll. And today, on this episode, Brain, you've been talking to me about reviewers and how angry you are at some of them recently. Yeah, I, I've been a bit, I've been not, I, I wouldn't say angry, but I, I think the problem we have right now is that some tabloids, some reviewers take for granted their position as to what they can say and not say about certain things. Like I, I was telling you um, a bit earlier about the fact that some reviews right now barely touch something and will just criticize it without even trying from either the very beginning, trying to learn what it is, or it's not uh, up to their standards or what they were expecting, right? Right, right. You feel like, like uh, I, at least I feel, and I guess maybe you share in this, this opinion, is sometimes reviewers, yes, it's their job to kind of touch and experience a lot of video games or other things, and sometimes it doesn't go in-depth enough or people that have been longtime fans read these these reviews and and it kind of comes off as um shallow or not Sorry. research enough i'm so pissed i actually choked on my coffee okay don't die i'll try not to okay but um i definitely i definitely feel like over time I've I've seen and felt like reviews for video games definitely hold less weight for me. Um, I'll look at a review and I'll be like, okay, that's a good game. That's not a good game. This is a good game, sort yeah, of thing. Me- you get a general idea, but you, you, I, I feel that there's been some instances <laughs> where, um, let's say the journalistic population who reviewed a game have a completely different view and opinion of a game and rate it much higher or lesser than what the general population um yeah and it's it's not experience. just it it's not just games it's also movies it's it's music it's it's uh, comic books it's anime shows some people will just give their own opinion without, let's be honest, their bias opinion, I would say. Like, let's say, for example, someone who doesn't like Deadpool goes see the Deadpool movie and he wants something philosophical, so, uh, socially acceptable, and he goes see Deadpool movie, comes out of here, and, and then goes, this movie was shit. Uh, it, it was like uh, slapstick jokes. There was too much violence, too much sexuality, too much... Like, but that's Deadpool. <laughs> the, 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 the best example being uh, right now Godzilla reviews. As I was talking to you earlier. Um, yeah, Godzilla uh, if, if versus you, Kong. Yeah, th- we've seen some. We've seen some review website. Let's just call them like that, okay? They basically just went not enough emphasis on human perspective. Um, <laughs> What did you expect in a monster you, movie? In a monster movie, that's called Godzilla 
versus Kong. If you're going there expecting something like Forrest Gump or the like, I don't know, uh, Shawshank Redemption, dude, you're in hell of a pain right now. I feel because... like I feel like it's like paying tickets to a boxing match and expecting the the cameras Fucking to be bad. on on the spectators more than the actual fight or something. Wait, this is in ballet. What the fuck's going on? I mean, <laughs> but I mean, th this is exactly the problem we have right now. So. The, I've seen one review, I've seen multiple reviews actually, but I've seen one specifically that went, it is a cacophony of fighting in the neon urban environment between monsters brawling it out. Yeah, that's exactly what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and, and they were like, yeah, this is a bad movie because it's not enough emphasis of human. Um, there, there's a bit of too much cliche and I like, Dude, that is the kind of movie it is. If you went to see, let's say, James Bound, would you expect like 30 minutes of the movie being about the secretary? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's no, no. Not. You're, you're like, you have to go in with certain expectations. Like, you have to go in with certain preconceived notions of what it is. I guess, mm. I guess it's this idea of kind of trying to be objective when you're criticizing something it feels a bit edgy it feels like i'm gonna try to ramble up people make them a bit mad so they will come more people will come check their review going like i want to see what he says in his review because he says it's bad and i was expecting it to be good yeah it, it, it kind of feel like that that's that's clickbait that's stupid that should not be it Reviewers should be the standard usually for these kind of things. I remember when I was younger and God, I mean, a long time ago, um, when we said, oh, reviews are good, that means the movie was good. The, the show was good. The, um, the game was good because the review said so. Yeah, if there was, was bad, a little more trust and um, I guess credibility to what reviews or, or what like people would review and their their take on it compared to nowadays where i definitely feel that um i, I think i think the example that comes to mind for me is definitely last of us part two <laughs> or or yeah, Last of Us Part Two is probably a better example because a lot of the Metacritic reviews said it was kind of up there in terms of the quality of a game, and then the general consensus of the of the player base was like, no, this is this is really really bad. And well, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I've played it, finished it. Mm -hmm. A game is really good when you come to human perspective, as it's more of a story between what's happening, vengeance, and stuff like that, you see it unfold between, before your eyes, which is good. <laughs> but but you know, on the other end, it's kind of hard trying to follow track of how it was done. Yeah. They really tried to put an emphasis on how the character would clash between one another and at some point in the story it actually happens that they they will clash and it's great that part is really good but the in between sometimes is kind of eh, it's yeah it's touchy 
So, so yeah, you, you, okay. I feel like what you're saying is you're definitely nuanced because I mean, it is all subjective when you're like really what boiling would, it down to. Yeah. What I would say is I've watched video game awards and the fact that, um, last of us won and not, um, not, uh, <clears throat> uh, uh, goes to Tsushima. Yeah. That, that, that's a shame. Goes to Tsushima. It's an amazing game. Spider-Man was also running up. How did Spider-Man and Ghost of Tsushima fail to deliver what Last of Us did? And I don't understand because personally, I would put Ghost over Last of Us too. And everyone said exactly the same thing as I did when I was talking to my friends. They were all like, yeah, Ghost of Tsushima is like up there. It's yeah it's the game of the year and you yeah. go like okay and then it goes like uh third place i think it was like third place ghost of tsushima we're like wait what and they go first place last <laughs> of us too i was like this is bullshit <laughs> it's like saying oh yeah god of war was the most amazing game well the re remaster of halo 3 is the better there. game i'm like, I'm like wait what yeah, so, no. So it's it's kind of weird now. Um, has this happened to you lately or in the last year in your uh, close circle? Okay, as someone said, the critics say it's good or bad slash bad, and you said, "Oh, that means it must be bad slash good." Um, I'd say. My my reaction to that was like, okay, that's great. Let me wait in like three months, <laughs> kind of thing. Because, because I, I know that happened for me. like someone went, oh, um, let's say it. this tabloid because we can't say names, right? We can't, we just can't. But that tabloid, that review website goes, uh, this game is shit. And you're like, oh, okay. Well, if he say that, um, is if he says that, I'm pretty sure that means it must be good. Oh, you're trying. You're you're just saying like people like you guys. You guys see that all reviews are in a way kind of like the opposite. It's like super reverse psychology that you just you you've lost trust in reviews. Well, that's what you're saying. I, I have lost a lot of trust in many reviews over the years. I, I, I remember. I remember one of the reviews for Monster Hunter 3 was too much water. Or what was the famous one? Call of Duty, Call of Duty, Fish AI is so good or something like that. Oh, um, I remember that. I, I feel, yeah, for me, like, after a while, um, reviews, kind of, like, I watch reviews, but... Um, I sort of don't really listen to what they're saying. I, it just yeah. gives me a better idea of what the product is offering. And then I've kind of adapted the um, wait and see approach where I'm less inclined to pre-order stuff because more and more I feel like you get this kind of churning out of media and um videos and stuff that companies and studios are doing with you know people on youtube and 
and and uh, marketing and ads and all this and and just twitch streams with with beta testing and all this stuff and you kind of like this is the idea of it and they're building up this real big hype this 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 roller coaster hype just going up 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 until it climaxes to the peak and then it releases everybody's just like oh man the hype is in everybody's bought it or pre-ordered anything like that it's played to death and then you just start hearing all the kind of things that start creeping out i'll kind of dismiss the whole like there's not enough content or stuff like that but or 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 some people whining about specific things such as like it's too hard too easy too blah blah blah. yeah yeah like, like stuff mm -hmm. like that or it doesn't follow certain expected standards that have been kind of um commonplace among a variety of games <laughs> so one example is one review of uh the game we talked about last podcast was monster hunter rise where someone was like well the monster um, during the hunt, well, it doesn't follow the rule of three, so we chased it more than three times before it died. Okay, I understand and... that the rule of three is something that just kind of happens a lot in multitude of video games. It's some, it's like a, it's like an unwritten rule sort of thing that gamers can expect okay. uh, to hear. But wait, let me just finish my point. It's yeah, just, yeah. it's just, it's just to be like. I feel like at this point you can't uh you can't get a good idea anymore of like you you can't make a solid uh opinion just from a review because it's so restricted restricted in the time frame of its release that anything that happens a month to 2 months to 3 months from now is totally never talked about until like somebody picks it up and like goes back and says like how's this game that came out three months ago doing and all this stuff and then it's like major problems and all and you just hear like bugs and it's not going too well and all this stuff and just like I man mean, it's, it's like cyberpunk right now some people day one they tried it they were like oh this game is amazing it works really well and then some other people tried it on other rigs and were like, this game is shit. I tried it on PS4, the original, not the pro one, and there's problems. Yes, there were problems. I totally agree. I do understand CD Projekt Red right now is in over their head for this. Yeah. But the critique saying that the game is unplayable, I'm sorry. I'm almost finished with the game, and it wasn't unplayable day one. On PC, I had no issues. PS4 Plus, no, uh, Pro, no issues. PS5, no issues. I'm just saying that they put everything in the same basket going like, it's an unplayable piece of garbage, and I do not agree. Yes, there are bugs. Yes, there's stuff. Would I say it's garbage? Not at all. Would I say it's the greatest game? Not at all. But yeah. the thing is, am I enjoying myself? Yes, I am. If I were to give it a note right now, it would probably be 70 75%. With the latest updates, I'd go maybe eighty, but that's pretty. That's me. Yeah, but I would. I wouldn't go uh, playing. I don't know Call of Duty and expect a fucking Viva Pinata, right? <laughs> yeah, See, you'd that, expect some quality. You know, you something. want someone to review without being biased, 
saying that's how I like it. That's how, it... and I'm not a fan of shooter games. Okay, I, I already said it. I, I'm good at them. I'm not a fan of them. I'm more an adventure type of guy. I mm -hmm. like adventure games. I like I like a world that unfolds. I like lore and stuff like that, which is a good thing with Cyberpunk because because it's like a mix of both. But what I'm saying is some people review stuff that they are not customated to, I should say. Like basically what I'm saying is Someone who never watched the Godzilla's movie, the never watched Kong Skull Island, never watched any King Kongs or whatever, goes and see Godzilla versus Kong and says, well, this is just monsters fighting one another. Yeah. Like, what did you expect? And he's like, yeah, but that's not my type, so it's garbage. That's bad review. There's... You shouldn't do that. It's like, I was talking to you about that earlier. Um, One of the worst examples, well, it's, it's the best example for the worst case was Driver. The movie Driver. Not Baby Driver. I'm talking about Driver. Baby Driver's an amazing movie. Baby Driver. If you Driver insult so that movie, uh, we, we're going to have I, words. Okay. I, I did hear uh, that they're trying to make a second one. <gasps> a second yes, one. I know. Okay, I know. When okay. I heard ba that, I was like, Baby oh, Driver is such a good movie. But, anyways, continue. Movie. <laughs> okay, Driver is a movie. When they showed it, the trailer. When they showed the trailer, when they showed um, ads on commercials and television, stuff like that. It was car chases, bank robberies, stunts, um, someone beating the head out of someone with a baseball bat. It's like, and you go like, okay, it's going to be like trailer. And they show it with like neon lights, 80s styles and stuff. You go like, okay, this is going to be amazing. I went to see that movie expecting an action movie. Mm -hmm. It is not an action movie. It's a psychological trailer about a guy who has some mental issues. Um, and he, he's a driver for like criminals, but that all that they showed in the trailer is like 10 to 15 minutes of what the movie is. The rest is like color shadings, um, uh, lighting, effects to show the mood and the mood swing of the people uh the way everything interacts with itself um it's the, and i'm like yeah but this is a psychological trailer if they had shown it as is in the trailer okay i mm -hmm. would have went there with an open mind of it's a psychological trailer with some action scenes which makes sense but I then i went there with an action movie in my head and i was like what the hell is that because this was not what I was expecting. On the other end, it's like saying, um, I don't know what type of movie that's the opposite of this. Well, well, let's say Justice League. The, the like right now with Zack Snyder's Justice League, um, it actually became good. Before that, I haven't watched it. Okay, Cami did, but what she said was that it's a complete mess. It's a clusterfuck. It's it's. A bunch of things that doesn't really make sense and doesn't add up well for what it was. Yeah. I Have you watched it, the original one? No, I haven't watched the original one. I watched, like, after watching Batman v Superman, I was just kind of like, oh, no, no, no more. I'm not a big movie <laughs> watcher. So the, the very few movies I watch are very kind of like either it's too kind of shut off my brain and it's pretty dumb stuff like i think the last yeah. movie i watched was like either like 
something about Jack Reacher or the accountant or something really, you know, just action dumb. But okay, Justice League, like, uh, like yeah. Fast and Furious. Well, no, not even Fast and Furious would interest me, honestly. <laughs> Let's jump off a building in a car and yeah, that's, fight on it. That's that's a little gravity, too much for me. Yeah, gravity is not a thing. I mean, I love watching movies. That's it. It might be in Korean. It might be in Japanese, German. I'm like, I'm watching shows right now. One is a German show with subtitles. I'm loving it. But that's the thing. I'm that's my type of personality. I will watch that, and I love it. Some but, other people will go like, wait, what? I have to read? But like for okay. Justice League, the Snyder Cut, like from what I've seen, different edits, different yeah. lighting, different color correction, different takes on scenes, tone, tone is important. Yeah. Like um, it changes how like the presentation of a movie. And I remember, I remember this, there's this really good video on YouTube that I can't remember who made it, but it's it's about star wars the the episode four and how star wars episode four was a mess just it was garbage it was a complete mess but it was saved by the editors to basically become what it was do you know who the editor was i think it was like george lucas's wife it is his wife yeah his wife his wife is the reason why Star Wars was a success. Yeah. And they said it because um, his wife uh, actually said in an interview, what is in his mind is so hard to fathom that to put it in parts and pieces that makes it, well, understandable would take years to make. Mm-hmm. Because she lived with him and knew him, she kind of saw what he envisioned for what the movie would be. So, so, so that's it goes, really yeah. interesting. But it goes back to like how um, just a difference in uh, something presented uh, movie-wise can change the opinions uh, of people. But my question then, because like what you're saying to me, what you're saying about the reviewers, is two things. The first one is that there's certainly maybe sometimes a lack of nuance in reviews where or, it's or knowledge. Okay, that's that's my second point. But like my first point was the nuance of things where there are some good aspects and there are some bad aspects and like one doesn't supersede the other. One may in terms kind of bring uh tip the scale in a way where like yeah don't waste your don't waste your money on this movie or don't you know waste your time on it kind of thing but the second thing was knowledge and i think i think that's that's where i want to like challenge you on it is if you're a reviewer would you rather like okay no sorry if you're, you're reading a review would you rather have the review of someone who is extremely knowledgeable on on a subject matter uh relating to what they're reviewing or would you rather have sort of the first take of someone who has no knowledge sort of thing but like has a background in understanding like the medium 
or the media, but does not uh does not know about the specifics of what they're going to review sort of thing like i'm just new to this thing i don't know what it is i'm gonna review it just my hot take kind of thing well not you know okay, okay. you get what i, I mean i'm gonna blow your mind oh damn okay blow my mind i don't care about if you're new or if you are extremely knowledgeable about a subject or something like let's say uh, a game or a movie or a comic book or music what i expect from you is to do your job as to learn about it not necessarily be a fanatic about it just learn the tidbits go with an open mind non-bias and give an honest opinion about a subject on what it is not about what your what's your likes if you go see a movie and it's not your type of movie, but you go there and you, and you say, this type of movie, there's this, there's this, there's this. You won't see none of that. And the character development is interesting for me. That's it. Not going, it's a bunch of garbage that was not well executed, blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. What I expect from you as a reviewer is giving an honest opinion non-bias without implying all of your your likes and stuff and what you dislike about it what i want is someone that goes in and say what it is for what it is and that's it well like, then then i guess that like it, it depends okay so you're seeing these as subjective while they're like you want objectivity I, yeah because because let's be honest okay I'm not a huge fan of politics, okay? If I was to review a political article, okay? What mm -hmm. I would go, I'd say what is stated in it, what are the subjects of it, which point of view they have, both parties, and I would say what is going to be happening out of this. That is good journalism. That's what you're supposed to do. Not be an open criticism about, I'm more leftist, I'm more rightist, I'm going to say that, I'm going to say... No, that is not what you're like, supposed to do. Well, I would feel that if you're reviewing something, you're trying to think of it more critically, then what you're saying is you're summarizing, basically, what you're... No, but what I'm, I mean by summarizing is... Summarizing I mean... is not critically reviewing something. No, but let's say you're going to see Godzilla versus Kong. It's not your type of movie, okay? That yeah. Is, we're giving that ex example because it's the latest one right now. Yeah. But let's, you go see Godzilla versus Kong. It's not your type of movie. You are not into kaijus. You haven't watched anything. You have to go with the mindset that what you're going to go see is monsters fighting one another. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. No, I, playing, I understand. If you're, if you're playing a shooting game... You'd want to have there. shooting. You're yeah. going to have shooting. You're, it's not your type. You don't like it. Well, you're going in there. You have to go like, I like how this was done. Like the cross side and stuff like that. Like uh, the inventory. The UI was interesting. This was a bit lacking. The cliche was not my type. But, it, I mean, it's a thing. If you go, there's cliche, it's shit. No. There's cliche, 
it's not my thing yeah. but there is cliche in it there there's a like you're saying there there's there's definitely a, a lack of nuance i think i think it's that's why i'm asking the question because if if i'm thinking of how you would review something you would have like the the on one side the very uh knowledgeable reviewer that's kind of um delved into the lore or the the, the history or or just 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 has kind of bathed themselves in whatever they're going to go see so if we're talking godzilla and kong you could have someone that's watched like all those old time movies i did i did by the way i watch a ton of old godzilla movies and i love the king kong movies kong skull island is a world apart by the way from the original kong series which is really good in itself but godzilla i've seen a lot of things yeah godzilla. i've seen a robot i've seen a baby godzilla i've seen uh um a flying spider thing what oh my god i've seen a bunch of things okay but the thing is some movies were awful they were god awful at the point that they were funny but i know that what i'm gonna watch is a monster movie it's it's going yeah it's like saying we're gonna go see toy story and you go like there's too many toys it's it's a movie for children i'm like what were you expecting so so it's it's sort of like it's it's to the point where um okay you don't mind that someone is not knowledgeable in the godzilla like no, I don't expect history. Anyone, yeah, I don't expect but, anyone to go there. At least, at least, like, at least, like, when you're going into a movie with the title, "I'm going to go see Godzilla versus Kong." In general, you would have some common knowledge and some preconceived notions of like what to expect, and right. then to. And then when in the review, I think this is I think it's this is what you're trying to get at is in the review, you're just like, yeah, this is this is totally uh, opposed to what I was what I wanted or was I expecting from this movie. I thought there would be more of this and that. And I, 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 I maybe it's because they. um I think that maybe they poorly worded their their review, maybe, but or the that sentence, but I don't not I, really because yeah. they gave it a score. That's the worst thing. If it was a review, and you say, "Oh, it was badly written," maybe that's the problem. And they go like, "No, I give it a note of sixty-seven or thirty-five, or we go like, "No, there's a score. You gave it a score. That's the worst <laughs> part." Yeah, I yeah. I think the fact that there's a number show how much they like or dislike something and the fact that they put that number and they go like yeah that was junk 35 percent and you're like wait what and and then you i disagree someone, good sir i disagree <laughs> no but what i mean is like uh, okay i've watched all those godzilla movies i've watched this i i love mechas i love kaijus i love a bunch of things but if I was to take someone who never watched Godzilla and go and tell them we're gonna go see a movie about monsters fighting one another, yeah, I sit that person there and say, "What did uh, did you like it?" And they go, "If they say it's not my type, this was a bit too much. This is a, like okay, that is open criticism. It makes sense, but that's to your taste, right? Yeah, 
If I told you, what would you say to someone who love monsters fighting one another? Oh, that's a great movie for you then. That's it. Yeah. That's, it. that's I, what... I I definitely see that. I think I think I think the problem here is not so much like if I if I thinking about what you were saying earlier where it's like, oh, it doesn't focus on the human aspect. It's maybe because the movie does a really poor job because I haven't seen the movie, but maybe the movie just does a really poor job of like when they're the focus on the humans or monarch because i know just that much about the the new monsterverse but monarch and all those Mm. it's just like it doesn't it doesn't fulfill the desire of kind of like progressing the story about that aspect or that point of view of Mm. the 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 world building that they're trying to make well the good thing is we know that there's going to be another one after that oh Uh, yeah yeah, yeah there, there's there's going to be a, a lot more since Monarch is now in the movie and it's what is let's say gluing all those parts together. Yeah. Um but I'll I'll okay, I'll do something. I'm going to read the Rotten Tomatoes critics for Godzilla versus Kong. The critic consensus and the audience says. Okay. Critic consensus delivering squarely on its title. Godzilla vs. Kong swats away character development and human drama to deliver all the spectacle you expect from giant monsters that are slugging it out. That makes sense. That is a good review. It says straight off the bat, if you're going there for human drama and development, stuff like that, get out of here. It's not a movie for you. If you're going to see monsters fight one another... You're in for it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Don't it's expect character cool. development. Don't expect human drama or anything. You're going to go see a fight. Expect a fight. That's it. Expect yeah, that. The, the, <laughs> and that is great review. For me, if I'm reading that, I know what to expect. Well, it's if, honest. It's honest. It's critis- It's critical and honest about exactly. what it is. Yeah. The, like, the, the what I was telling you earlier about one of the reviewer were like it's there's not enough emphasis on people and it's just a giant clusterfuck of neon colored chaotic brawling in a city i'm like it's hong kong they're fighting in hong kong which is a neon city it's vegas but asian right now if you look at pictures of hong kong you will see a bunch of neon lights everywhere. What are you yeah. expecting? They're not fighting in the desert of Nevada, right? I think, I think, but yeah, I definitely think that uh, that's a subjective take because um, they just don't like the fact that it's an, it, I, it like the fights at night, one, because you wouldn't turn on neon lights um, during the day. And two, two, I feel that they just didn't appreciate that choice, but that's like, truly an opinion of what what it is that's what i meant this is an opinion and let's be honest i would rather watch godzilla fighting kong at night because visually appealing godzilla flash blue colors when he charged up and is about to spew his fire yeah so that is a nice contrast of like you've got the orange you got the teal by the way great colors um 
they're fighting one like they're fighting one another you see this bright flash of blue coming out from him do that during daylight well they there's, have the trailer they fight on the boat i've seen the trailer yeah. they fight on the boat you got it there you got the fight without the neon yeah, yeah you got the fight without the neon it's not as slashy though that the, the yeah. part where i've seen that it's orange and teal from what i understand is like the fight of the movie it's one of the major fights. So you go, okay, that makes sense that they put a huge emphasis on it. But yeah. that, that is not the point. What I'm saying is like, okay, you want a good example of a review? I'll do one for you. Monster Hunter Rise. I'm a massive Monster Hunter fan. And we all know it. Like, everyone knows it. I'm a huge Monster Hunter fan. Can confirm. Yeah. You want a good review? Here's one. Monster Hunter Rise is a great game for anyone who wants to try an adventure genre in an open setting, multiple maps that are available with lush environment. You can play by killing monsters, hunting them, putting an end to them, or capturing them, while exploring nice and lushful environments where you can find endemic life and plants, which from with you can craft armor and weapons to further on in the game with a good progress in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is, that's that's definitely one take on it. I would say no, but, I, would, I mean, is, yeah. is that a good review? Yeah. I would I, mean, I would say I disagree a little bit in the lush environments because I mean I've played world and i feel it's a little more lush yes honestly um in terms of wor- world as in more lushful let's say like yeah that. like i'm like okay okay rise is lush uh, but I, I mean it's it it's lush. there it's there like the the forest the like forest well, yeah what forest. I mean, it's, what i mean it's it's not a blank canvas it's not a flat surface it's not you will see uh, stones you will see plants yeah yeah endemic life you will but, see real animals but that's what i like horizon. like to nitpick on like it's a good yeah. review but to nitpick i would say like yeah that's like, that's a little bit of overemphasis on what, how what, populated yeah. the, the 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 maps are but what i would add to this is there's not a lot of character development if you're willing to read what is said in the game, you will find some nice lore that uh, show nice aspect of character development from NPCs. If you don't want to read it, it, it won't really change the game for you. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's exactly what I would say. And it's a nice multiplayer game that is fun to play with other people. There's a nice system now that's implied for online uh, so you can play with other people across the world or with friends. Yeah, it's, it's, that that's that's my critique. I I won't go saying like I don't like this. I don't like this. I like that. I'm like no because that is objective to me. Well, I mean, I mean you have like I think you have to point out what you don't like because maybe that is a commonality of other people that have. What I don't like is that they removed paintball and that they removed um, scout flies and finding uh, the the uh, any marks. Okay, instead it's a red dot shown on your map 
that I don't like. Some people do like it though. I've heard. I've yeah, well, that's I mean, like a review. A like, review yeah. is is opinionated, and then you have your likes and dislikes, which you just have to stay objective to. Like, is the quality of the game all right? Is, is yes. there a lot of value to that? The other, like one one review that th- like something that was pointed out to me where I think they're like that they removed from Rise, but like in World they had this was when you capture a monster, you could like see the monster in the. Um, the hub area or the yeah they removed that yeah they they removed that and it's like they didn't remove it because it was never there prior to other games like yeah world yeah but 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 it's this let's say like rise came out after world so people that played world expect like problem experience that yeah but the problem as i said is that rise development started before world so that's the problem is that rise started being created before world then world came out they gave all of this i understand that i under i understand all that context i'm just saying that people that have seen that and like oh that's a cool little thing and then they go to rise and it's just like oh okay that's it's not there anymore but you know that's like just like oh okay well that's interesting in terms of it was something nice to see in one of the reviews as something original that i hadn't seen like in other reviews about the game but to be honest, I, I it's true i do agree with you i like that when we captured monsters it would show right there that was mm-hmm. a nice touch it's a little nice touch but like that's all like subjective things that don't really go to because why are you reading this review is to know if you want to spend the money on on this game because you know video games are definitely you know a huge cost expensive now they're expensive 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 on top of the fact that if you want to play with people you have to pay a subscription fee for the switch and all this stuff so like you like you have to put a lot of trust in the reviews and for me for rise like i waited i'm like okay i'm gonna wait like a week see how it shakes out for five days you know it came out on the 26 five days i'll see how everybody's having fun see if i want to play it see if uh you know that's it and i'm like okay seems like i can uh enjoy myself in this i don't think i don't think it will break i don't think it will rise to the level rise to the level of world <laughs> since world no. was the first but i definitely like looked at reviews I definitely like made up my own mind i definitely watched other people and took in their opinions and well, I, what I'd say is that Rise is a really good game by itself. It is a nice mix between what world uh, quality of life add and what generation in terms of flashiness, decor, and armors, and aesthetic. Yeah. Add. Like, they brought this together, and it looks nice. But in it's terms of, nice like, reviews, mix. like, if, like, the, uh, the review-wise... You saw this and you're just like, I'm getting it. No, no, no. I mean, if I was, what I didn't like in terms of reviews is when I saw some of those reviews that was like, um, listen, I've seen a review that's basically someone that picked up a controller of someone else playing. Mm-hmm. He was already in a three-star village quest. The person never played any Monster Hunter game, grabbed the controller, doesn't know anything about the controls, 
the mechanic, the endemic, the map, the monster he's fighting. And he goes, this game is too hard for beginners. Listen, there is reason why the first star village quest tells you to go gather mushroom and herbs. It's because they want you to explore that environment, learn from it. Then after they go, they make you go hunt small critters, small monsters. So you get familiarized with your weapon, right? You, that's what you want. It's it's basically, and, it's not a game. It's like, uh, in general, like if you're reviewing these kinds of games, there are some games that you just can't get an honest, um, honest experience reactions when you just pick it up out of the blue, like off the cuff, like what you're describing. It's There's like a process saying, to it. It's like telling someone, here's a Mortal Kombat game, and now you're going to fight the world champion. Yeah. Like, wait, what? Dude, well, you're going to die a hundred times before I, you yeah. can even land one hit. It, it reminds me of Sekiro and the reviewers that were like, I cheated to beat the last boss. <laughs> like, I used a cheat engine to beat the last boss. It's like, and, and and all this these cry the crying of like Sekiro needs an easy mode. It needs an easy mode. Uh, by the way, I love the answer that they gave for that that crying of an easy mode. They said, well, technically you are playing easy. If you want to play hard, you have to sacrifice an item. And they go like, wait, what? And they go like, yeah, this is easy. You're playing easy right now. Yeah, we made the game <laughs> uh, by default uh, easy mode. So, I love this. I fucking love this. So it's like, like you just read these stories and you're just, you're just like, how much weight do I put on reviews to to make a decision on spend? Because at the end of the day, it's like, uh, how do I spend my money, my hard on yeah, they... money on a sixty dollar USD game, or Canadian, it's eighty dollars Canadian it's plus tax. It's almost eighty-five now. I, it's crazy. I heard that they want to jack up the price in U.S., and I'm really scared for Canadian. Because if yeah. if they actually go to like seventy dollars in the U.S., like they said, it's gonna be a hundred dollars here. It's it's almost a hundred dollars, dude. Yeah. I'm not paying hundreds and hundreds of dollars for a game, and that's why it becomes more and more important. Like, like I was saying earlier, when we were talking. It's like. People are going to reviews to see if they want to spend money on this. And like you get all these influencers and, and all these what you're calling tabloids or just just the, these websites reviewing these games. And then they give kind of an impression they give a rating. And um, I would say a lot of people uh, give like take it with a grain of salt. But you still see the hype. You still see this this churning out of like, this is going to be the best game ever. I'm going to pre-order this. And then when we pre-order and then it drops and then everybody's like, oh, damn. I got like screwed because it's it it crashes. Well, I mean, it, now you're you're kind of hawking like cyberpunk. Like cyberpunk well, yeah, is... cyberpunk, Anthem, that's dead. Oh, literally An dead. Anthem is dead. And this pisses me off the fact that they're working on it and they were like yeah you know what we actually did a mistake so yeah sorry i'm like no no that shouldn't be the answer you messed up you fix it don't go like we're gonna go to better ip now so yeah too bad 
but you have you need that redemption arc the, right? the and and like i would say even um I, it, you just i i feel that there are just some games that you cannot get a full on review off the like off the launch of a game like for example of course not of course not. like wow this new expansion it's like 50 percent of the player base just stopped playing like they've lost 50 percent of the player player base since the launch and what, 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 world what of war world world of warcraft right okay wow okay okay so so is it is it because like the hype has died down is it because the game is just no good anymore is it because there's no content like there, there could be a number of factors but like everybody that bought the game is were they satisfied with the time they've played one and were is that like satisfaction kind of related to okay the review said it's all a great expansion so probably a lot of people you know bought into that and i think for me i would look at that as a success regardless because okay yeah 50 percent kind of died off they had their fun and they left and they had a good success but that's not always the case like we just like I, we mentioned like anthem is one of them uh where okay at the start everything's great but then it's like oh there's not enough content and this is a game where you expect to have like more than just like a week of content so i i just I, that's that for me and i think going forward is i i don't know i i feel like my tip is just don't fall for the hype anymore just like hold off a bit before you yeah. you, you you jump into pre-ordering that 60 dollar game unless you feel <laughs> like you can trust and right and yeah, and what I kind of like is there's actually a comeback to something that disappeared, let's say, some, some years ago. Demos are coming back. Yeah, yeah. Demos are coming back, not better, demos. It's a part of the finished game. Outriders did that. They did a demo. Okay, it, it was a bit buggy when it came to like online and stuff like that, but they did a demo. Monster Hunter did a demo. And if you look at other games and you go like, see, those didn't do demos and it wasn't that great. They did better. And when there were bugs and stuff like that, you go like, ah, oh, it's a better. Don't worry about it. You exactly. Go like, okay. But yep. there still was a shit ton of bug at lunch. But the demo, if you add bugs, it's in the final cut. And they would go like, whoa, wait, 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 wait. We're going to try to fix that. And see, they already did in some games such as Monster Hunter and Outriders. Outriders came out today. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people play it, yeah. And there's already a patch that came out. And it, people said massive changes in the Outrider. Wow, <laughs> okay. So, so imagine, they, they were like, oh, the, the, here's the demo. And there were problems, and they, they literally went, we're going to fix them, don't worry. And they did, which is pretty interesting. I, I'll, I'll be honest with you, Outriders right now has got me surprised. It, it got me surprised, because it's something that was hyped, 
then it died down because that genre is in hell of a trouble right now. We've got Anthem that's dead. We've yeah. got we've got the Division Two, which was like the last good one. There yeah. was there was um, Godfall, which was god awful. Yeah, I heard. There, <laughs> I mean, you look at all of this, and you're, I'm being played on. I'm being tricked into looking at that genre, and they're just mocking me. And then you see Outriders and you go like, it's another of the same type. Who's going to make fun of me, make me spend $80 on a game that's not even worth 10 Exactly. And, and now I'm seeing people playing it and they go like, this game is actually really good. It's really fun. And I'm like, when I saw the reviews and they said, there will be no expansions, no deals and stuff like that. This is the full game. You got that much. This is what's coming. If there's a DLC, it's gonna be free. Don't worry about there's this. And that's it. We're not there's not a map. There's no mapping. There's no evolution of the game. It's that's what you get for the amount of money you're paying. Mm-hmm. Have fun. Mm-hmm. And right now people are like, I think it's the only grail of what it should be in a third person looter shooter. And hearing that makes me happy. Cause yeah. I'll be honest with you. I love Monster Hunter, but the fact that Rise have now maps in terms of this is our roadmap to there's going to be a DLC. There's going to be, it's great that they're making it so that they're free. Okay. I'm really happy with it. But mm-hmm. the fact that there are maps pisses me off. Like a roadmap? You don't a like roadmap. You don't like I, the fact that there's a road. Okay. Okay. Wait, wait. I hate it because Monster Hunter 4. Monster Hunter Gen, Monster Hunter Gen Ultimate, when it came out, like, okay, I'll get, best example, Monster Hunter Gen, Generation, okay? Without the Ultimate, when it came out, I poured 800 hours in that game. When I was at the end of the content, which is basically what Rise is right now, okay? You finish it, there was, I think it was like 70 monsters? And you were like, okay, 70 monsters, this is the end. Then there's endgame, which is you fight deviants, and good luck getting yourself up to uh, level 10 deviants, because those were like nightmares even for veterans, which is great. I love it. For the most hardcore players, you still have a challenge, right? Then after they said, here's Generation Ultimate, we added extra maps. We added extra monsters. There's a new level, which is the G rank. And then you got new weapons, new armors, new set, new thing. I'm like, okay, so there's like a massive expansion. Like World at his Iceborne, okay? But it's all the content is ready to go. There you go. Take it. Have fun. Not... Here's 60 monsters or 40 monsters, and we're going to sh- send you more in like two months, maybe like three more more monsters, three more armors, and that's it. Um, like You're going to have in five months more monsters. I'm like, no, I want them straight away, right now. I'm going to tr- plow through that content. Give me an end game that's worth the play and something challenging. And... I'm going to have enough content to be able to wait until the ultimate version comes out, right? It's like saying if they actually brought World Mm -hmm. fully made straight on, 
we would have enough content to like if they put also good end game because let's be honest world's end game wasn't that great yeah if they, yeah if they actually poured out yeah because the the uh, arc tempered that's stupid mechanic like it's it's one of the worst thing they did in four they had exploration with relics and relic drops with like one person chance per parts now that is end game stuff good luck finding relics because those monsters were hard and you had to like forage stuff to find parts okay okay and so what i mean is see that is give me an end game give me something to go for when i'm finished that is that is extremely hard and challenging and that can make me work for it like 300 hours i don't care i will do it and during that time you have plenty of time to work on an expansion that is just like a little add-on a dlc just something you plug in for people who've never played the game they can start from scratch for people who already play the game you have extra content now but isn't that what they're doing no not right now what they're doing is roadmaps they're basically pouring little by well, little okay i don't i don't and... okay i think there's a difference between uh, the roadmap and like what is in the roadmap like a roadmap is to me a good thing because this is the company directly communicating with the player base and community to kind of say like this is what we're working on um feedback wise and all this stuff kind of like there's a dialogue that starts happening and it, it's not just like okay here's the game um we're done with it we're gonna go work in our corner and then don't talk to us kind of thing there's actually like some kind of um like get hyped about this and talk about it and and expectations and kind of a you know just a dialogue that that starts regardless of what it is um fighting game mmo you know just whatever that's another problem i have with fighting games okay fighting games they the problem is that they bring new characters which is good because people are like yay i like that character i'm happy that he's coming back let for example street fighter 5 when they brought blanca yeah cool. like see it's, it's stuff the, that you're your, like, your, your problem but, is not so much with the roadmap it's with the content that is yeah packaged into the game yeah, you would want it to just be like okay well you're telling me that you're gonna offer this 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 down the road why didn't you just include it in the game and yeah. sell it like three months later or something see, see, you know yeah you know what i would have been happy if they actually waited a year and just said now everything is in it we're already working on the dlc the the, the expansion whatever you want to call it and you go like here's the full-on package we're gonna add some little monsters here and there just for for fun mm-hmm. like let's say let's say barrett okay Barrett is in the story. You got this monster. There you go. Blah, blah, blah. Good. That won't change the story. Barrett is a normal monster that you, you fight. But then they go, oh, we added a, a little surprise for you. Here's a small add-on monster, which is Jay Barrett. And now you will see Jay Barrett in the ice. You're like, oh, nice. Cool. But now it's more like, oh, you... Because I'm still not at the end of Monster Hunter Rise. I'm taking my time. And I have other responsibilities let's say and um mm-hmm. but i've seen people that actually finish the game 
already. And they're like, Doesn't that surprise ending? me. And they're like, that ending feels like a, 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 a cliffhanger. So you got a cliffhanger yeah. as a ending, and then you look at the roadmap, and it says new ending in the to-be-announced DLC, which is not the one in April, the other one. But the thing is, it's not April, May, June, July. So far, it's April. We don't know when. Okay. Uh, so, so you already have one, but we don't know the, the next one, which is kind of sketchy in my in my opinion. Uh, I just feel like they're stretching out the game, of they are. right? They are. I mean, but that, they're, they're stretching it out so that people but, keep buying it for a certain period of time. But see, that's the thing that actually made me dislike some part of World. The fact that you're you're running out of content and you go like, well, I have nothing to do right now. And they go like, well, we did Tempered. Okay, I killed that Tempered. Well, uh, now we have uh, Art Tempered. I killed it. Uh, Art Tempered this one. I'm like, dude, you're running out of ideas right now. And it shows. And then they go like, we actually made a DLC. You go like, hey, it's not an extra story. It's not an extra thing. It's more monsters that you fight. And the end content is still not there. And then after they went, here's Iceborne. Iceborne was a game changer, in my opinion, when it came to World. Because it brought brand new locale, brand new monsters, new armors. New... I'm like, this is good. And then they went, like, uh, Art Tempered, this one. I was like, God. And I think... Oh, yeah. They would, they would keep those difficulty settings going. But I, I think they did understand that they were doing it wrong when they were doing the art tempered because after a while they changed to here are deviants they they basically brought variants of monsters such as the um uh, acid glavinous no not the acid glavinous uh, well like gold and silver rathian or well, yeah. rathian um or um the uh bariot uh with its variants and then they brought like more monsters and they were like, oh yeah, th there's this monster, there's this monster. And you're like, oh, this is interesting. The fact that they're bringing new things is fun. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's fun, it's, but it's, I don't think it, I don't think it changes the fact that you still was, run into the problem where people are just going to consume it faster than you, than you can produce it. And I think that's you, the problem. I think that's the problem is yeah. where people are always trying to, they just want more. And yeah. I, I don't know, okay, I think that, like, I think to wrap it up and kind of, like, make a full circle of it, is you said you're, like, a movie watcher, right? Or you, you, you consume, like, you consume uh, a lot of, like, you watch TV shows and stuff. Okay, I feel like, for me, there's two types of people. There's the people that will watch a movie and, like, maybe watch it one or two times again, but not regularly and then there's the other type of people that will watch a movie and they will watch it over and over and over they'll make it like a tradition a routine something something they do like all the time like i've watched like you watch like your favorite movie like a bazillion times so, something like that i watch forrest gump uh, around 12 times i've watched godzilla movies uh one to two times each mm -hmm. i've watched um Star Wars movie, I think I watched like ten times each. Okay. Movie. So so you're the other group. I'm the first group. The probably the only exception to that is I've watched Jurassic Park more times than I could count. 
Yeah, but the thing is, I will will also watch some movie only one time and go like, this was a good movie. But I will plow through content. Uh, I did the same. Like, the best example is an anime. I love Fully Cooly. I would sometimes sit down, watch three hours of Fully Cooly, which is the entire length of the anime. Three hours. I would watch Fully Cooly go... This was great. I will do that at least once so, a year. So my point to kind of bring that up is that I feel like when people get these games, there's so much of them now that you're just yeah. kind of like consuming them at a, such a rapid pace and then you're going to the next game that's released or you just start to have a list of games that you're trying to get through. And I have a list and I can't get through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're trying to get through it and and it it just doesn't like the people are consuming it faster than you can produce it and we're always just wanting more we always just want more 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 we always want novelty and it just never it will never happen like at some point like there's certain amount of time in a year there's certain amount of work hours that these people could do there's certain amount of ideas that these people can do before they have to go to a new project because like there's no point in keeping updating the same kind of game when, you know, you can make more money probably just releasing a whole new game. But I feel that's the problem. It's like people are not... They they put more emphasis on novelty than um, the repetition of the task. Yeah. And to kind of knit this all in the butt, bud with uh, reviews and stuff like that is... When I look at a review and I'm looking at a game, it's like, okay, it's cool, it's pretty. I know a game will be pretty. Like, by default, nowadays, it's like, is this game pretty? Yeah, you're not playing ED on Atari. Exactly. <laughs> so, like, like I, for, by default, I expect something to look good or stylistic. Like, I don't care about graphics at the, at the point where it's just like, it should look certainly de- decent. But what to me when I look at reviews is what are the person's take on what are you doing all the time? What is the yeah. re- repetitive action that you're doing in the game that makes it fun? Because that's really the crux of it where you're going to get most of it. If you after two hours are like, I can't do this anymore. This is boring. Which I'm playing this... Monster Hunter. I'm tired of hunting monsters. Exactly. So, um... <laughs> exactly. So, like, to have the whole game in front of you now, or to have the, or to have a portion of the game with updates later, to me is something to talk about and discuss. But if at the core you do not enjoy the core of the game that you're repeating over and over and you don't and you like you just you'll just end up like always wanting the new thing because the new thing is um new is novel it's something different but you're never gonna be satisfied with that because you're always just gonna look for it it's like playing Assassin's Creed and saying, like, oh, I have to sneak all the time. I'm like, <laughs> exactly. No, the point. <laughs> like, this is a core mechanic of the game. And I think that's also, like, well, there, there are some things that I feel when people say, like, there's not enough content. There's an argument to be made that, yes, in, like, an MMO, there could 
definitely yeah. be not enough content if you're like literally sitting on your hands and there's nothing to do nothing interesting to do nothing to do in the world or explore or kind of progress because we're always and, looking to progress and we also have to say that it depends also on the type of person if you're the type that plays let's say final a good example final fantasy 14 right now they're trying to give out content with the new patch was like 5.5 but mm -hmm. the thing is right now for some people there's not enough content yeah for other people there's way too much content. Yeah. Okay. So the, I, the the best example is you play fourteen. You well, you played fourteen, right? Yeah. If yeah. you were to play fourteen right now, you'd go like, oh, there's there's not enough content. I did all this, blah blah blah, and and there's people that like raiding every single day. There's not enough content for them. They already have everything. They have all the amount. They have all the gear. They have whatever they want, yeah. all their level are maxed out. For me, who played seven years ago and then came back a year ago, okay, there's too much content. The reason why I'm saying that is, yes, my character is already in, in, at endgame. I already have, like, a one maxed out level. I am working on other level to try to max them out. But right now, I still can't catch up to the content because there's stuff that I haven't done, like the Coil of Bahamut. I haven't done these raid tiers. I haven't done the side quest. I haven't done the side dungeons. I haven't done the um, the previous raids. I haven't done like so these things. I know that they're not. I don't need to do them, but, but you want still, to do them, yeah. But it's still content that is nice to see, like saying, "Oh, there's no content." Have you done every quest? Have you done every uh, every dungeon? Have you done every little side mission? Well, for me, for me, my argument there is like I didn't really play the new expansion, Shadowbringers, mm -hmm. and and to go back to kind of the content it and just like the repetition of things. I've done the activities for six years. I've done this for yeah. six. At some point, like you are you you are content with yeah. what you've achieved in the game and to further repeat all those achievements doesn't really like even if it is novel doesn't really bring that sense of enjoyment yeah and no and, no i i yeah. yeah i get it but i i'll be honest with you i think shadowbringer in the in the final fantasy 14 mmo entirely with all the dlcs is by far one of the best when it comes to story wise. I've yeah. I've started I started Shadowbringer and when I handed Shadowbringer I was in tears and I was like, what is this game doing to me? <laughs> and and then they go like, Oh, there's gonna be another one. I was like, how can it get worse than this? <laughs> I just that and I, I think that's an important thing. Um, like you, you got that sense of emotion from the game yeah. and to go back, like what we're talking about for like reviewers and, mm -hmm. and, and game reviews is it's, it's like, to me, it's just, you can't get a good sense of the entirety of, of a game no. uh, from, from like your brief 
um your brief you know time with it you could say mm. okay i played the whole way through it's a game like 60 hours i spent 60 hours with it like if it's a story game okay oh sure. yeah there, there there's no way you can plow through all that content in 60 hours in Shadowbringer. The, the yeah i completely understand what you mean is that we don't have i i'll do the devil advocates on that one i do understand that reviewers it's their job when they the guy comes to their desk and say you're reviewing that movie that game that show whatever they don't know anything about it and they they're being told you have to come out with a review under 24 hours, 48 hours, or 72 if you're, they're lucky. I do understand that it's a lot of pressure and they don't have necessarily all the knowledge that is needed to give a really deep down review. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, I also have to understand that they have to be open-minded with um, non-biased criticism about something. Like if... If they were to review an MMO that they don't have time, they said, throughout the time that I played. That's that's a good start. I think, uh, yeah, I've, I've seen a lot they, of reviewers say stuff like that, yeah. Or use but that. there's, yeah. th because that is a good start in a review. That says, I didn't have time to play all of it. But mm -hmm. from what I've played, I found this, 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 this is interesting, that character development, blah, blah, blah. Okay, good. Going, I play that it's shit. That is not good review. None, neither, neither is a good review if you say, I played it, it's the most amazing game ever, play it. And mm -hmm. you're like, what, why is it? Because I said so. No, it's not. Never go because I said so. That is not an argument. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. So, I, you're right. so I, I do understand. It's like saying, I watched a movie. 15 minutes of it and uh yeah the uh from what i've seen it starts up well or it starts kind of meh but i hope to see more of it or i'm not sure i'm gonna watch it see that's that's a good review saying i've watched 15 minutes of it it's shit no i've seen 15 minutes of it it's gonna be the best movie ever are you sure have, have you are, are you really sure of what you're saying right here? You could say it has potential from what I've seen in the beginning. That's it. That's a good review. Mm -hmm. See, it's, it's, you have to be objective about what you say. And I feel like more and more people say it's my opinion and that is what matters. And it shouldn't be. It should be, I'm a reviewer, my job job let's be honest because reviewers are it's their job my job is to review something be critical about it not being too hype or too bashful about it trying to understand what it is for what it is and give an honest opinion yeah just be that's objective what... And, back in, back in the clear. day, that's what it was. We would buy games without even playing them because a reviewer would go like, I played two hours of it. I enjoyed it. I like this, this, this. The weapon design are nice. And you might like it. If you like, let's say, dinosaurs, for example. <laughs> and, I like dinosaurs too. 
But and if you go like, I like dinosaurs. The guns are cool. And uh, let's say like for Turok or something like that. And then you go like, oh, I like dinosaurs. I heard that the mechanic is fun. The UI is fun. And the weapons are cool. And yeah, I, I, might, I might try it. I might try it. Because the thing that's killing the industry right now for that is there's no more demo. Not really, anyway. And uh, renting games and renting movie are dying. Oh, well, okay. On that, I don't I don't know. I feel like I feel like there's so many ways to like get information about a game nowadays that renting one Oh no, I I, 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 I feel it, I feel what? your point about demos though, like they're coming back. The whole yeah. thing of like early access beta testing, all these like little things yeah, but beta is not a demo. I it, well back in the day, I was like, oh, beta is like a demo. But now that I'm seeing it, I'm like, no, it's not. We're like testing. I, I, I feel. For them. I I feel that more and more, um, uh, people that play games or, or gamers are more um part of the process, uh, like part of the development cycle of a video game. Term. And they're also, yeah, they're also extremely objective, as they will try the beta, you know, which which is not the end product, and go like, the UI is crap. This is this is problematic. I was glitching in a wall. The UI is unreadable, or like, and and they will note it down in some some uh, Twitter and or stuff like that. You can l legit just hashtag them, and they will read your things and will try to work accordingly. Yeah, with a grain of salt. With a grain of salt. Of course. Yeah, like like there there's um I think being part more part of the process yeah definitely gives a better um gives more information for people to kind of know okay this is what's coming down the line the demo the demo for Monster Hunter like Rise definitely helped me kind of see what I don't like about the game and what I do like about the game. And like I, I'll know. Like I, first impression, I know exactly what I don't like about the game. Like I really don't like writing monsters. I, I, I know I'm gonna have to do it, but yeah. I don't. I, mean, I don't like this idea where I'm writing a monster. I like and I controlling it. I just. I don't like I hated it. it at first, but I, I'm kind of getting used to it, and it's not that bad, in my opinion. In my in my opinion, well, okay. I really Mechanically, it might be fun and everything. I just don't. I like. I, it's monster versus us. Why suddenly that like it, the monster then becomes kind of our ally for a moment, and then uh, it's we fight with it's it. It's puppet control. You're you're controlling. I, I understand. I understand oh, yeah. the puppet control. I just for me, I think it just became like, okay, yeah. I'm not really a big fan of that, or I'm not a big uh, fan of this. I like I'll, this. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. I'm pretty sure it's not going to be coming back in further, further versions. Yeah. Okay. Like, I, I think they did it. They tried it. And they're like, yeah, it's got potential. Someone saw, someone saw the mod in, for Monster Hunter World and they're just like, mm, that sounds like, that's a, that looks cool <laughs> or something like that. Well, the reason, I, I heard the reason why they went with that, uh, that idea is because uh, puppeteering is extremely popular in Japan. Okay. Uh, and the, the let's be honest, the 
the the world of Monster Hunter Rise is basically Japan, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's there's, there's massive Japanese aesthetic. Uh, the monsters are like Onis. It's like, it's, it's like, okay, it's Japan inspired. Yeah. So, so that's why they said, well, puppeteering is a, a big thing in uh, Japanese folklore and stuff like that. And you're like, okay. And they go like, well, we could control the monsters through puppeteering. And you go, like, oh, that fits. Yeah, that, that would make sense. Is it a good idea? Maybe not. Because what we, uh, I know that I've seen some reviews, which I totally agree with, is we should have the option of either writing or just nailing down the monsters. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, you, you, you actually mounted it? Okay, I want to nail it straight away. Don't go slamming him into walls, fighting off monsters. Like, no, just make it stay put so I can bash his skull in. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. But they did. They just didn't give that option. But who knows? Maybe because like Clutch Claw is new to world. Um, and were in four, you add well in five, you add the um the 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 moves. Um, and, I, uh, and yeah. I just think like if if developers give a chance for people to experience like more demos, hmm. betas, and stuff like that, and then reviews come in, I think it will definitely give it 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 help I it helps uh people make better decisions when hmm. you know spending that money for for a video game. And and kind of avoid this whole like I, I'm just gonna say it like cyberpunk mm. fiasco or it's it is I'll be honest I love cyberpunk but it's still a fiasco for what it like was. I don't even know if cyberpunk had like a beta or anything like that nope they didn't exactly so so they they had a review for 45 minutes of gameplay which 45 minutes seems like a lot but when you play. It's not that much. I can play hours just roaming around and shooting people. Mm -hmm. and I mean, I've seen mods right now that are doing such an amazing work that I'm like, okay, my next run is going to be entirely made with mods. Because yeah. I've seen amazing work come out from mods. And right now, um, uh, CD Projekt Red are saying we might... Um, use some of those mods to uh, upgrade the game. I'm like, please do. Those are game breaking. They're way better than like it's stuff that should have been in the game. When you're that desperate to fix your game, holy crap! You go to the modding community. Well, uh, I, you, but yeah, I, you know what? I think that's a good thing. I, I I think that the fact that they know that they messed up at some parts of the game, and they go, "We're is it okay if we use your mods to fix the game?" It's it's something that's great for a modder because basically your thing that you made is gonna be ending in the the real original version as its good content. That's yeah. that's really nice. Okay, I, I I hope that they do pay for it. Let's be honest, the modder did a job, so I hope they pay for the job. Yeah, but, but, it's just their code still, is in there. Yeah, see, see, that's something that I think should be more more implied in the in the gaming industry what that the fact that there are criticism or if there are people fixing stuff that they are uh, a knowledge for what they did 
and that they they will actually be seen by those people and go like, oh, we actually like your mod. Can we buy it from you? Yeah. See, just that could be really interesting. I, I feel it. Like, well, I've always like felt like modders just help games stay alive, so that they do. everybody or like any any studio that develops a game, especially on PC, should just be like, yeah, you can mod this game because it will just mm. keep people playing the game and keep people buying the game. Like, I mean, the best example, uh, in my opinion, would be Skyrim. Yeah, it's like and, it's, it's and... ten years old. People are still playing it. Yeah, there's like 70 versions of it. Now you can play it on your iPhone. But um, <laughs> it's almost that. Like, you can play it on your fridge. I think they did it, by the way. Anyway, um, but the other example is World. As I played uh, Monster Hunter World in PlayStation 4 Pro, and yeah. I've seen people play it on, on PC. There's so many mods on PC, and it looks so good. Yeah, so, they added new mod, like they added custom monsters, custom yeah. quests, and custom monsters, custom weapons, custom armors. Yeah. I was looking at some of them, and I was like, "That armor, if they actually made it in the game, that would have been great." I've seen an HD version of a Gore Magala armor and weapon, and I was like, "Why isn't it in the game?" <laughs> a modder did it. Why can't you do it? I yeah. don't get it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of crazy like the modding community does but like yeah i guess i guess <sighs> how to put it i feel like there's we get some good games and sometimes reviews are definitely on the ball and give us a good hmm. idea but... oh, i'm not saying every reviews is bad i'm just no saying that no sometimes it feels like they have their own opinion about something. They don't go in with an open mind. It's not to their taste because it's not their taste. And and basically they bash out of it and say like it's the worst game ever, the worst movie ever. It's the and then you watch it being a fan of it and you go like that's amazing. Then you ask someone that is not a fan and say that was actually good. It wasn't the worst, but it was good. I don't think or it's just bad bad reviews are just like negative i think it's just overall kind of you get this sense that at times you get reviews that are maybe not disingenuous but like they're the they don't there's a disconnect between what the reviewers experienced and like mm. the the player base at large experience yeah and is it because these people are professionals that they have more experience in reviewing games? Um, is it because the player base are kind of not as like not as knowledgeable or have a lesser, less stringent and less like they're less critical, like their standards are not as high, you know because. I mean, if you're a professional, you'd expect, like, the best, right? And then you yeah. start kind of deducting points from what is you're considered the best. And then it's like, oh, well, this wasn't... I'm For some reason, I'm thinking, like, food competitions. So it's like, you yeah. expect everybody to give you a really good dish. But then you start deducting points. It's like, oh, this the texture wasn't too good. Or this was... This doesn't didn't really taste well. There wasn't too much acid. It was too sweet. You know these little real, real things that in the end, like 
I would be sure that at the end of the day, these things definitely taste good and you would eat it no matter what. Mm. Um, but I think I think sometimes I feel like that's not the case. Like I don't I don't I... even think that's the case. Like sometimes I feel like in reality, like the reviews are just totally off and the player base is actually correct on what they're what same, they've same done. goes with movie comics tv shows like someone that doesn't like anime and go oh i've watched that anime it's sucks. it's it's basically cartoon for kids and be like see that is not your type it's just, you shouldn't go saying that it's it's shit because it's not your type of of entertainment right 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 it, it's it, it would be like asking uh, say a cook, a chef, like you just say, to play a game. And you go, how did you like the game? Well, I don't usually play games. It, it was interesting, but it's, it's not my thing. Okay. That's, the food looked good. <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> See, <it's> a... <laughs> okay. I guess we'll end it on that then. <laughs> on cook. Yeah, on know. a cook. On a cook. But yeah. yeah. But so... I... I yeah, I what I, I would round it up is reviews shouldn't be seen as bad or good. Reviews used to be the golden standard. Now it's more um, nitpicky and take with a grain of salt. Make your own opinion about something. If you really want to learn more about a game or something like that, try to find a reviewer that you like and that you agree what is point of view and that could actually help you and finding what you like if you if you see someone that play that review a bunch of first person shooters and they review of first person shooter games and say don't play it it's garbage and you usually agree with him well maybe he's right mm -hmm. right if yeah. you if you i don't know if you follow a reviewer that review um psychological trailer movies and then he's reviewing a, a monster movie. Don't go if you say it's a bad movie. Don't agree necessarily with him, but you know that he is uh, he has the same taste as you. So you might not enjoy the monster movie, but that doesn't mean it's bad, right? No, exactly. I think it's I think it's at the end of the day, is to not give a hundred percent trust on the reviews make up your own mind find like find a lot of sources to kind of get a good idea of um if this is <laughs> if this is worth your time and money that's always down to if it's worth your time and money i feel but yeah because god is that the thing we don't have right now we yeah. don't have time and we don't have money well so. yep so i guess we'll end it on that yeah and uh now, yeah, thanks for listening. This was uh, Brain Freezing and Stargot. Where can they find you again, Brain? Uh, you can find me on twitch.tv slash brain freezing. And you can also find me on Twitter at the mad underscore gentleman, uh, where I post pictures, uh, just reviews about games and uh, upcoming content. We also uh, have our own Discord where you can find our podcast if you all found that podcast over there. Or um, you can also uh, see ourselves streaming. We could stream soon. If you got Monster Hunter, we could stream a, 
together. Yeah, yeah. So I'll be streaming on my channel on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash star dot dll. And hopefully I can go uh, kill some monsters and then like say, yeah, this is a trash game after fighting, playing for wow. 15 minutes. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> bye guys. Have a good one.